and helping us break down all of the NBA headlines for us this morning is our next guest. Part of the great team over at lineups.com as well as realballinsiders.com and our very good friend, one of our NBA insiders, James Hollis. James, good morning. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, for the dog days of the season, there's a lot of biting going on. A lot of biting, a lot of biting. It started It started yesterday with comments made by Knicks president Steve Mills, essentially calling out Kristaps Porzingis for not wanting to be part of the organization, and then moments later trading Kristaps Porzingis to the Dallas Mavericks. Now, this is part of a larger deal here for the Knicks. They're not really necessarily just shelving off of Kristaps Porzingis, but this was a sad salary cap move designed for one intent clearly in mind, and that's to attract big-name free agents this offseason, if not sooner. Yeah, well, it's a two-part thing because uh, I think it's been noted that Porzingis hasn't been enthralled with the franchise for a while now. Ever since they were doing the mellow issue, the mellow situation and Phil Jackson thought about moving Chris Sapp. So, I mean, you know, we, we see a guy get drafted to a place and we kind of assume that, you know, hey, he's all in. He doesn't necessarily have to like where he was, you know, like the Knicks, and and he never seemed to really warm up to the franchise. So um, it's a case of, like you said, Steve Mills is kind of getting out in front of it. He's breaking up with Porzingis before Porzingis made it, I guess, officially he wanted to break up with him. Um, but it's it's just the Knicks seem to be on a track where they were getting it together. They were trying to kind of shed the, the uh, you know, the, oh, it's the Knicks, going, the Knicks are going to Knicks label, and this seems, but this seems to be a kind of a rushed, very Nixian things to do, and right. I, I feel bad for Knicks fans. All right, so with that being said, now we go back to the original story that broke earlier this week, and that, of course, being Anthony Davis, who made it very clear through his agent, Rich Paul, that he was not going to accept a contract extension with the New Orleans Pelicans. That has naturally opened up Pandora's box of where he might wind up. We've heard the Celtics in conversation. We've heard the Knicks in conversation. Now we're getting reports that it may, in fact, be the L.A. Lakers, and that apparently there's an offer that at least has been made by the Lakers organization to the New Orleans Pelicans. What can you Tell us about that story. I mean, I, I can't remember a case of a, of a guy in his prime at, at this level uh, demanding out with so much left on his contract. Uh, he's under contract for another, another full uh, year after this season. So um, it, the Pelicans shouldn't be any rush. But, yeah, uh, by all accounts, uh, his agent's making it known that he won't resign anywhere he goes. He's like Basically, he wants to go to Los Angeles. There have been reports that LeBron James and Anthony Davis were in, in heavy contact in the offseason. Uh, and, you know, before he signed with Rich Paul. So uh, it, it's a case where, I mean, the Pelicans are going to have to try to find a team desperate to, uh, you know, for star power who are willing to take a one-year rental. Because, you know, if he's making it clear he's not going to resign, it's not a Kawhi situation where, yeah, we had an idea that Kawhi wanted to be in Los Angeles, but he, he was amenable to be trained in Toronto. And, you know, they, can, they, they may be, uh, or the Paul George situation where they, they convince him to stay. Um, yeah, Anthony Davis is, is pulling a power move uh He's following the path of LeBron James and trying to own his own destiny. We're hearing reports that a deal was at least discussed regarding Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, several other players, Kyle Kuzma, uh, that this deal has apparently been discussed and bantered about here with the, between the Lakers and the New Orleans Pelicans. If, in fact, that does come to pass, whatever variation of players the Lakers send over to New Orleans, the combination of Anthony Davis and LeBron James in Los Angeles remaining of the regular season. Does that make the Lakers an instant contender conference finals this season? 
Uh, they got the roster around them. I still think the, the combination of four All-Stars and Golden State, or now five All-Stars and Golden State, is too much to overcome. But it definitely vaults the Lakers probably to the top of the, you know, near the top of the West. Uh, we see that, the, you know, the, the Houston Rockets are struggling. You know, they're supposed to be a contender. The Thunder still have their flaws. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Anthony Davis plus, uh, Paul George, Anthony Davis plus LeBron James is probably a superior duo to any other duo not outside of Golden State. So, I mean, you'd have to think, take them seriously. Talking to James Hollis, you can follow him at, on Twitter at Snotty Drippin'. You can check out RealBallInsiders.com uh, for more work from James Hollis. And we appreciate his time very much this morning here on the show. Give me your takeaway last night, the Milwaukee Bucks with an emphatic victory on the road last night at Toronto watching this game. Giannis had a big night. Uh, a lot of uh, what, I, what I take away from Milwaukee is I think this is a team that's starting to find their identity on both sides of the court right now. Toronto exactly who we've known Toronto to be. Some nights they're great, other nights not so much. What was your takeaway on last night's Bucks victory over Toronto? Yeah, the Bucks seem to be a team on the rise. Uh, you know, they start off the season really hot, and they've been hot. Toronto start off the season really hot, too, but it seems like they've been a little more up and down lately. Um, you know, Kyle Lowry's been really shaky and consistent. Uh, and as good as Kawhi's been, we, we also know that he just he's not a – James Harden-like type scorer. And, uh, yeah, Toronto's definitely been up and down. And Milwaukee was up huge early. It was nice to see Toronto make a little comeback, but, you know, the Bucks held them off. And Giannis, right now, to me, I get James Harden had that scoring run, and he's still, you know, he's, a, he's an electric scorer. I right. still think Giannis, the MVP for, Giannis should be the MVP favorite still because he's been so dominant all season. James Hall is joining us here. Uh, give me your takeaway. Last night, LeBron James finally back in action after missing more than a month with a groin injury. The Lakers coming away with a overtime victory last night over the Clippers. Uh, what was your takeaway on his performance? And obviously looking ahead to Sunday and a big matchup for the Lakers on the road at Golden State. Uh, you remember a couple years ago, LeBron James took off two weeks in the middle of the season. Uh, basically, just brought body back and re-energized himself. Uh, so I'm wondering if this, sure, the groin injury was real, but I'm also wondering if, he, you know, they, they kind of let him sit a little longer for that same reason. And now here's the home stretch. Uh, he's going to come back. He's going to be energized. He's going to be ready to roll. Um, I think when he went out, they were fourth or even, maybe even third in the West. And, you know, they took a huge tumble without him. But, you know, LeBron James, LeBron James, he's going to drag this team up to, to, to new heights. Teams like the Clippers aren't in, aren't, aren't in the, uh, the stratosphere anymore. So the middling teams in the West, you know, he, Lakers have a really good chance of leapfrogging them. Um, he, it's incredible what he's doing at his age, at this stage of his career. Not even his age, this stage of his career, he's been playing with. This is year 16, I think. So uh, the, the, man's, the man's a machine almost. But as we see, even machines break down sometimes. So I, I don't know, man. LeBron James never had a serious injury. For him to miss a month with a groin, that's, that's maybe a sign of, you know, he hit another career let's see if they can keep him healthy and upright for the rest of the year I want to get your take on a game coming up tonight but before we do that i want to get your ta- your take also on the Kyrie irving discussion and this goes back a couple of weeks now to when Kyrie irving supposedly called up lebron james after a game and apologized to him and now we're getting reports that Kyrie irving may want to reunite with lebron james then we got reports yesterday that that's actually a joke and it never actually is going to happen where are you on this whole Kyrie irving uh, you know, it's like a Peaches and Herbs song now reunited. Uh, are we seeing a possible reunion of Kyrie and LeBron at some point? Um, I never thought LeBron James would go back to Cleveland, and he went back to Cleveland. So I, at the time, I thought it was ridiculous. I think this is ridiculous, too. So it's not saying it can't happen, but, I mean, 
the man uprooted his career and, and demanded a trade to get out from under LeBron James' shadow. And I can't imagine him uh, him being Kyrie purposely putting himself back under LeBron's shadow now in the biggest market in the world in Los Angeles. You know, um, Kyrie, he's prideful, and he, he seems like he's a very introspective uh, young man. So I can't imagine him now, after being handed the reins of a team, not just deciding to go to another team and be the man, but to go back and, and be under LeBron James' thumb. That's, that's what happens when you play with LeBron. You, you're, you're at his whim, at his beck and call. Even when he does allow, you know, Kyrie took more shots than, than LeBron did that last season they played together. But you're still under LeBron James' prodigious shadow. So, um, I, you know, I, he has full control in, in Boston. He's going to get the max deal from Boston. Uh, he can get that kind of money he'd get from Los Angeles anywhere else. I just, it's hard for me to imagine Kyrie will, you know, after all the talk and the, and the, the drama surrounding him to going back and putting himself back under LeBron James' thrall. Gut instinct, uh, James, uh, the Anthony Davis story. Where do you think he winds up, and does it happen before Thursday's NBA trade deadline? Uh, I don't think it's going to happen before the trade, trade deadline. It's very telling that Popovich reached out or talked to Dell Demps and told him, you know, reportedly told him, under no circumstances do you make that deal with the Lakers. Because there's no rush. He's under contract for another year and a half. Uh, even if he doesn't play another game for the Pelicans this season, they shelve him to keep him healthy, and uh, he shelves himself to keep himself you know, healthy. He's, the, the Pelicans now can move everyone else uh, and find a home for Drew Holiday and uh, find a home for all the, their other vets and you know, wait until the summertime. The Celtics can get in on the deal this summer uh, once they re-sign Kyrie, and the, uh, their, their deal is probably a lot more attractive than the Lakers' deal. And uh, the Lakers, Lakers young boys haven't looked that great this year. They've been very inconsistent. Uh, they have a long way to go. So I don't know if that deal for the Lakers is attractive as, as, as everyone uh, thought it would be at the beginning of the season. So I don't think it happens until this summer. And I, I, I still think, though, I, I do still, I, you know, just with the, the confluence of things, Anthony Davis' agent, LeBron James, all that, I, I think he ends up in Los Angeles. You do think he ends up in L.A. as opposed to what's going on right now with what appears to be sort of the the foundation, if you will, for the New York Knicks? Because I know that uh, Ennis Cantor talked the other day about possibly reuniting with someone that he, he was in a team with before. That, of course, would possibly mean Kevin Durant. You don't see a scenario where it's uh, Anthony Davis and Kevin Durant in New York with the Knicks. Is that what you're saying? You don't see that? They'd have to give up so much from from the Knicks standpoint, but you know what? We just saw the Knicks trade Kristaps Porzingis for, you know, such a strange deal. Uh, I, and I, I love Dennis Smith Jr. That was a really strange deal. So, I, I mean, I don't know if the Knicks have the pieces now. You know, if they had Kristaps to give up along with maybe a Kevin Knox and and that or, or you know Kristaps and the number one pick. That's one thing. Now it's going to be Dennis Smith Jr. and maybe Zion, you know maybe the number one pick. And that that's just not. I don't see that being that attractive to the to the. Yes. James Hollis joining us here on the show. There is a great matchup coming up tonight. I'm intrigued. Your thoughts. The Denver Nuggets at home tonight. Take it on the Houston Rockets. I think a lot of us, I, I can speak for myself at least, thought that when the Golden State Warriors absolutely decimated the Nuggets a couple of weeks ago by 31 points that we were like, okay, that's the end of the Denver Nuggets. Since that time, they've gone on to go 6-1 and one in their last seven games. They take on a Houston Rockets team. You mentioned James Harden a moment ago. His incredible streak right now of 30 plus points per game over the last month and a half I think it's been now how do you look at that game tonight between the Nuggets and the Rockets um the Rockets are such an interesting case you know they they went out for a run with Chris Paul back Chris Paul out Chris Paul's back and he's not looking very good 
Uh, they had a rough loss the other night to the, uh, you know, they had a really rough game against the Pelicans the other night. That's a really bad loss to an Anthony Davis Pelicans. Um, so, yeah, I just they, – they, I think a lot of the problems that the Rockets had early in the season are still there. There's a lack of cohesion, not a lot of size. Clint Capella's out. That really hurts him. Uh, James Harden masked a lot of that over the last month, month and a half. But, you know, he's going to come back down to earth eventually. For the Nuggets, they're really deep. They're very talented. Uh, they're well coached. And Jokic is, is such an unorthodox superstar. So this is a really interesting matchup between a flamethrower, like, uh, you know, James Harden is like, he's like the most futuristic guard you've ever seen, threes and free throws. And then Jokic is also one of the most futuristic big men you've ever seen, where he's a throwback, he's big, and he's kind of slow, but he can shoot, he can pass, and, uh, you know, he, he, can just, he can tear teams apart. Uh, and he can score when he needs to. So it's, it's going to be an interesting matchup, and uh, neither team has a chance of dethroning Golden State. But I, I think these might, you know, these might be the, probably the second and third best teams in the West right now. So. Good stuff. James Hull is joining us here on the show. Follow him on Twitter. It's Snotty Drippin'. You can also check out his work at lineups.com and at realballinsiders.com. And we appreciate his time very much this morning. I know you're not a big NBA. I know you're not a big NFL guy, but I know you got an opinion. Who do you like Sunday at the Super Bowl? I don't even know who's playing. I know that the. I know New England's in there, but I don't know that who's the other team. The, the Rams, the LA Rams. Give me the Rams, uh, you know, whatever. I, I, I want to see Fresh Blood win. So, so, so. <laughs> that is a man purely invested in the NBA, and that's what we like. James Hollis, we appreciate your time very, very much this morning. Have a great weekend. We look forward to talking again very soon. Thank you, my brother. You take care. That's Jay here on First Sports. Good stuff, as always. Quick timeout right now. We- 